So here is the part when they're going to pull out your heartstrings and they're going to say, you need to make sure you tithe so you can get all of this stuff in return. The world, one person at the time, starting with my family. She knew she needed something to change with her finances. Then one day, while watching Christian television, she was introduced to tithing. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We are to give. Not tithe as Christians, but to give. I was like, if it's so hard to pay the bills, how the heck am I going to do that? Each Christian's situation is different. Therefore, God does not prescribe specific amounts for the church. He allows us to make our own decisions. After doing some research on what the Bible says about tithing, she decided she'd test God herself. Test God herself. Test God herself. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. It made sense because... If you go to bed every day and you don't know if you're going to wake up, it's like you trust God. Giseth started tithing and soon saw the results. All of a sudden, you have new clients. All of a sudden, people are referring business to you. All of a sudden, people know who you are. So out of curiosity, are you tithing to be faithful or are you tithing to get something? And if I had stopped tithing, I would have been at a disadvantage. (laughs) As Joseph continued to tithe, she received salary increases and bonuses. One employer even gave her a car. She was able to buy a home, put her nieces all the way through college, and open a second law opposite. So for the rest of this, they continue for the next couple of minutes to say everything that she got in return. Let's move on to the next one, shall we? Why did you say that? Why? Hopefully in 2023, you guys will know that the next person I'm going to use, a very short clip, is 100% a false teacher. We call that low-hanging fruit because clearly you should know the next clip Kenneth Copeland's, people of that nature are 100% false teachers. But this was funny, nonetheless. If people are not tithing, their seed is not going to produce as much. They are not living under an open heaven. Because God says, I will open over you the heavens. There will not be room enough to receive my blessings on your life. Only the tithe brings the blessings of heaven on people's lives financially. It's first fruit. God wants the first fruit. Under the law, which the church is not under, The Jews were to give to God from their produce. They did this because that is what the Lord had provided for them. You know, today we don't have to convince a Jewish person to tithe because they are brought up knowing that. That's why the Jewish people are blessed, because they are tithers. A study of the Old Testament will show that tithing was instituted as part of the Mosaic Law to Israel. The only ones required to tithe were the Levitical priests. Hence the misinterpretation of Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. 
Will the man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Have you noticed they don't raise money in synagogues because people give so much? Because they, they are taught to give. And I think the minute we begin tithing, we will see the difference financially in our lives and will protect our future. That my $1,268.94 lab bill back in 2018 was wiped completely clear from their system and I have no outstanding charges. I've never experienced supernatural debt cancellation in this way and I am just so, so, so grateful. I'm not here to prophesy. Ain't nobody got time for that. Did you know that you will start a cycle in the spirit world, a cycle of debt cancellation? And with Ephesians 6.8, if you can just attach your debt to that debt that's going to be paid off, if you can take Ephesians 6.8 and say, God, I'm doing this good thing for you. Now, I'd like to have this good thing done for me. This is blasphemy. This is madness. Tithing is a test. Tithing is a test. Tithing is a test. God is testing your heart. Think about this. The very fact, this is so strong, and I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, but listen. The very fact that you would argue with God, who gave his son for you, about giving him 10%. That doesn't make sense. He gave his son, and you want to argue about 10%. That, that ought to tell you where that motivation's coming from. Perhaps you should have done the same. Very familiar chapter in the Bible. You all know it. Talking about the blessings of Abraham. Abraham's blessing is not for the church. Wouldn't be any question about it after you've been smitten. The message translation reads this way. I will hit Egypt where it hurts. <laughs> My miracles will send them reeling. And then later, he tells them in the message translation, I'll see to it that you get a hearty send-off and you won't leave empty-handed. So when God smites the enemy, his people, God's people, do not leave empty-handed. They get a hearty send-off. Hallelujah. You come out and stink like that. Poop. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm headed for a hearty send-off. And I'm not leaving empty-handed. Stop it. Get some help. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So shout with me, Abraham's blessing belongs to me. Abraham's blessing belongs to me. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? Paul says there are principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world that are our enemies. But one of the greatest enemies of God's people today is debt and lack. <laughs> debt and lack. Say it with me. Debt, debt 
and lack. When there's lack, you can't accomplish very much. You can't, you can't really uh, obey the commands of the Lord. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. Because one of the one of the commands is, God told Abraham, I will bless you and thou shalt be a blessing. Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 3 cannot be applied to the church. It can only be applied as God's plan to create a nation. However, through that nation, although many would be blessed, there is a stipulation. Those who bless Israel would be blessed. Furthermore, the Genesis 12 passage is referring to the fulfillment of Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say, and to seeds. That is singularity. And to your seed, that is Christ. And when there's lack, and when there's debt, overwhelming debt, then it's not likely that you're able to be a blessing. So this heretical teaching will continue. And well, ain't nobody got time for that. Money, money, money. Money makes the world go around, the world go around, the world go around. Money makes the world go around. 